Okay, Rabbi, say good evening. And we are holding here in the fifth parak. Right at the beginning of the first parak, fifth parak, and the Chavazavavis is now going to describe seven differences between the Baal Bitochoin, the Baal Abiteach, someone who does trust in Hashem, someone who knows that everything that happens is being run by Hashem. And then the contrast to that is the person who does not have Bitochen. He lacks the trust in Hashem. And usually that's because it's like the Pasik tells us in, in Sefer Devarim. The Pasik says, Amarti, you will say, that it's the power of and the strength of my own hand that has given me success. So once a person thinks that he's in charge, so then it leads really to uh, to misery, as we shall see. So last night we discussed that the person who has been talking the Baal Beiteach, even though he puts in his effort, as the Chavis said earlier in Perikimel, it's a mitzvah to be mishtadl for Parnosa. It's a mitzvah to put in effort for Parnosa. For those, which is the... Uh, Rav Rubai, majority of people in this world who have to have the opportunity to earn a livelihood. That's all of us today. And it's a mitzvah to earn a livelihood. You put in effort. So the Baal Bitochen, he says, he thanks Hashem, whether it's a good day or it's a bad day. Whether he was successful or unsuccessful. Because he understands that Hashem has his reasons Hashem has His plan, and therefore He thanks Hashem both for the good and the bad. Like in the Halacha states in the Mishnah, We have to thank Hashem even for the bad things that happen. And another Pasuk here is not quoted, but the Chavazavavis quoted it earlier. And it's a Pasuk that we're more familiar with, because these Psukim, one is an Eoiv, and most of us are not so familiar with Psukim and Eoiv. And even the Pasuk in Tehillim, but there's a there's two psukim which we're very familiar with, and we're going to say it throughout coming up in sukkas throughout eight days of sukkas we're going to be saying these psukim. One is tzora of a yoga in tzora person has tzoras he has difficulties tzora of he has a sorrowful predicament. Tzara v'yogein emtza. David HaMelech says, I find myself in a very sorrowful state. I find myself with difficulties. But uvashem Hashem ekra. I call out to Hashem. And the same is, Kais Yeshua I lift up the case of salvation. The cup of my salvation. When Hashem has saved me. When Hashem has given me all good. Uvashem Hashem ekra. So that's another two psukim. Which David HaMelech teaches us. In Tehillim. He's so expressive, David HaMelech, in all of his feelings, all of his connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And David HaMelech says, when things are good, Kois Yeshua, he says, so when I'm able to lift up the cup of salvation, Uveshem Hashem Ekra. My address is to Hashem, to call to Hashem, and thank Him. And when I find myself with difficulties, Uveshem Hashem Ekra. It's the same address. It's the same expression. It's the same being macabre the same way. Of 
course, a person who has Tzaras is allowed to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to free him from this Tzaras. He shouldn't have the Tzaras in the first place. Certainly, if he's being successful, he can ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu that it should continue. Certainly, it should be that way. But the, the point is, the address always has to be the same. The Baal Bittachon understands the source is all the same. Uv Hashem We now go to the contrast for Hashem someone who's not trusting in Hashem. So, he certainly praises Hashem when things are good. Like the Pesach says, that the Rosh praises Hashem when he gets what he desires. When things are going well, and this is really what he wanted, he wanted this outcome, so then he has a lot to praise Hashem for. Niyetz Hashem. The Beitzeya here, Chazal tell us in one place, it's someone who really, who steals. An example is, he steals in order to perform a mitzvah. So he steals, a, he steals some food, and then he says, oh, I'm ready to, to make a bracha to the Eberstead, and on this food, Hashem says, that's not, that's, that's uh, considered despicable. You're not praising me, Hashem says. Yeah, that's the way you want to praise me by doing something that I told you is not mutter to do, is not permissible to do. So a person will say, Oh yeah, I want praise Hashem when? When things go the way I want it to go. When the person who's does the wrong thing and then he benches Hashem, Hashem says, I'm not interested in that type of praise. And But yet he gets angry at Hashem when things are bad for him. As a Pusik cites a Pusik here in Yeshaya, when the person goes hungry, <coughs> he gets angry. He curses Hashem over the Kav upon a Lamala. Like the Pusik in Mishle, about to kill the fool. He blames Hashem for all his troubles. So this is the issue with this person. When things go well, he says, Thanks, Hashem. I appreciate your help. Really, in his mind, he's thinking that I was the one who did it. Uh, I think Hashem assisted. We'll give him an assist. But when things go wrong, all the blame goes to the Ebishter. Which the Mashkiach Zalgazunzai points out, he says, it's quite bizarre. It's so bizarre that he would tell about a person who obviously does, is not at a very high level of trusting in Hashem. He, he only thanks Hashem when it goes well. And when it doesn't go well, he gets upset. But who is he getting upset at? He's getting upset at the Eibishter. Why is he getting upset at Kodesh Baruch Hu? And as if he really trusted that everything happens according to the plan of Kodesh Baruch Hu, so then, when, when, if that's really, really feels, and that's why he feels he has the right to complain to Hashem. Hashem, why are you choosing me out? Why did I have a bad day? Why am I failing in another attempt for, uh, for a business. Why am I having a, a tough week? If, if he's blaming Hashem for that, that means, it seems like, he's trusting that Hashem is the one that runs everything. Well, well, if that's the case, if it's Hashem running everything, why did this person never come to Hashem and say, Hashem, why am I so successful? Why am I having such a terrific week? Hashem, why did you give me all of this blessing in life? He never questions that. When a person is having difficulties, he says, Hashem, why did you choose me? 
Everybody else seems to have it good. Me, you had to choose. I have to be the one who's, who has a difficult life. I have to be the one who's ill. I have to be the one who's having trouble making parnosa, and so on and so forth. But yet the person never questioned Hashem. Hashem, I, I don't understand why I deserve it. Why do I deserve all of this brach in my life? I don't understand. There's so many other people that really deserve it more than me. That a person never questions. So something is something is wrong over here. It just doesn't add up. And as if the person understands like Davra Melech, the address is all one. So that person has the right to ask Hashem, Hashem, why was it this way? Why is it that way? I understand it's all coming from you. I'm asking that you change it for the better. I'm asking it shouldn't be the good that I'm having from you shouldn't be bitter, but it should be sweet. That the person can ask. Really, like the Gemara and Brachis tells us, and of Zion, the first human being that we know in history that questions Hakadosh Baruch Hu about his Hanaga, about the way he runs the world, was Meishra Beinu. And Chazal say, this is a question Meishra Beinu asked, and then Yirmiya asked this question. We had this early in Paragimel, where Chavazavavah said, even though Hashem says, I can't give you the answers. Chavazavav says, I can give you different reasons as possibilities. And we explained then that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't asking just for possibilities. Moshe Rabbeinu understood the depth of every single person he was asking about. And he says, even with all that I know about the Bria, about creation, all that I know about Hashem, your way of dealing with people, this still doesn't add up. And I want to know that as well. Like we say about the Chazal tell us that we know Shlema Amalek was the wisest of all men. And even he who understood and delved into every single mitzvah, he said, I tried to delve into every single mitzvah and understand it to its essence, to its depth. He came to Paraduma, that dinner Paraduma, he says, it's beyond me. But Chazal say it was only beyond Shlema Amalek. Moshe did know the secret of Paraduma. So we see that Moshe Rabbeinu surpasses even Shleimah Melech in his wisdom, his understanding. But yet he had a question about certain hanhogas, certain systems that HaKadosh Baruch Hu deals with with people. But when Moshe Rabbeinu asked this question, the way he asked it was, Hashem, why is it, tell me, why is it Tzadik V'Tevloi? Tzadik V'Raloi. Rosh V'Raloi. Rosh HaVetoivloi. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't ask the question, why do b- good people suffer and bad people prosper? That wasn't his question. That's our question always. You know, why is it bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people? That's not what Moshe Rabbeinu asked. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I want to understand both ends of it. Hashem, why is this tzaddik have it good and this tzaddik have it bad? Because even that tzaddik who has it good, why is he deserving of that good? To Moshe Rabbeinu, he understood that everything has to have a cheshben. As opposed to this person, when things go well, he has no questions. Doesn't question Hashem why it's going well for him. Yeah, why is that? Because deep down, we somehow talk ourselves into it that we're pretty good people and we deserve all the good that we get. So when things go well for us, we say, yeah, listen, you know, that's understandable. I'm a good person. Of course Hashem should bless me with good. Then my neighbor, eh, he probably did some Averis, you know. 
that uh, while I wasn't watching. But we're able to to overlook our own faults. It's it's not the right thing. We're coming to Yom Kippur in a few days. There we have to open everything up. Everything is open. Everything's on the table. We have to be honest with ourselves. Are we such good people? And we start thinking, wow, look at all the the good that Akash Baruch Hu has given me this whole last year, and I see this whole list of Averis that I've been doing. Wow. <laughs> I wonder what this is going to cost me. So, really, a person should be asking the question on both ends. In other words, if he's questioning and Hashem and his Hanhoga is the way he works with people and says, Hashem, why do I have it so difficult in this area when I see people have such ease? If he's going to ask that, then he has to ask the other question too. Then he has to ask, Hashem, why do you give me such bracha in these areas and I see other people really struggle? But if a person says, I don't ask questions. I'm not asking Debishta. Whatever Hashem sends me, I trust Him that He knows what's best for me. And therefore, when it's a bracha, in every situation, He's makabal that. That's really the difference between the Balbi Tochen and the not Balbi Tochen. The Balbi Tochen says, Hashem no son, Hashem lokach. Whether he gives or whether he takes, sometimes he gives, sometimes he holds back. Yehi Shem Hashem I always have to praise Hashem's name. I praise Hashem when I get chesed, I praise Hashem when I get mishpat. It's, it's Devarim Shutim. David HaMelech tells us this is David HaMelech, this is the way he lived his life. And this is the way by reviewing this over and over and over. Bitochen is like exercise. If we don't continue exercising our muscles, so they, they, they become weak, they become stale, they become limp. Always have to keep on exercising. And that's what it is with Bitochen also. We always have to review it over and over and over. The concepts, the Sefer Chavis of Avis, always to look in the world for Ashkoch protest in our own lives, in other people's lives, to, show, to, to see it clearly. HaKadosh Baruch has a whole system. And he deals with every person in the best possible way for that person. And not always easy to see, but we have to know it and know it and know it till it gets from our heads down to our hearts. That's the only way that a person will then will be able to lead a tranquil life. As we'll see in Mr. Shem tomorrow night, the difference between the Baal Bitochen and the Nal Baal Bitochen is how much stress a person will have in his life. And who doesn't uh, need a stress-free life? People have, been, people have been under such stress over the last six months because of this new decree that HaKadosh Baruch has brought upon the world. And people who, are, who do, do not have Bitochen have been tremendously anxious. Tremendously anxious. And that's, we'll see, that's one of the benefits, as Chavosavov said right in the beginning of the Sefer. The mahusa bitochen hu menuchas The essence of having bitochen is having a life of tranquility, having a life of peace, peace of mind, having a life of clarity. That's the, that's the Baal bitochen. We'll see you in tomorrow night. Agutenacht.